sins away. Oh, say much I'm glad. From the international headquarters of the Sword of the Lord Publishers and Ministries here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, this is Dr. Shelton Smith, and this is Making a Difference. It's Monday, dear friends, and we're delighted to get the week rolling with some time together here. I trust that you've had a wonderful, wonderful weekend, that just being in the Lord's house on Sunday was something very, very special. You know, church is God's idea, and we really need to include it in our life. You'll find it to be a blessing to you, whatever involvement you have, and it's a good thing, and I hope you've had a great weekend in the Lord's house. Now, we've been looking for several days now. In fact, almost all of this month, we've been in the Sermon on the Mount. Friday, we got to that section in chapter 7 of Matthew, verse 15 and following. And I entitled that session, Who is That Masked Man? And I referenced then that uh, the Lone Ranger on radio and television was a good guy. He was one who wore a mask in order to effect a good cause. Well, uh, we're looking at something here that uh, maybe is quite a bit different to that, but it made me think about the masked scenario. And of course, all of us, man, we've gotten acquainted with masks in these days. I mean, whoever thought that uh, banks and other businesses would require you to wear a mask like we've had to do for so many weeks and months, but it's just the way things have turned out here in America and around the world. Well, the masking that I'm talking about here in Matthew chapter 7 is a different scenario altogether. And dear friends, there is no question that some of what I'm looking at here and what I'm going to talk to you about today is not popular. Even people sometimes who profess to be Christians and they read right over this, they do not apply it, they do not take the warning, it's not something they want to hear. It doesn't fit into the scenario of ecumenism and other such things. In fact, so many, many people today, it's like, oh, if you say anything negative about somebody's religion, you've done something sinful and wrong. Well, the Bible says here in this passage, and I begin reading verse 15 of Matthew chapter 7, and here's what it says, beware. Now, anytime I see that word, I mean, I run the flag of warning up. Jesus said, beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. Now, he goes on to tell us that you shall know them by their fruits. He tells us that every good tree will bring forth good fruit. Evil trees will bring forth evil fruit. And down in verse 20, he says, wherefore by their fruits ye shall know them. So we have this scenario where that somebody, a real person, is masquerading. They pretend to be somebody good, but really they are bad. And he uses the analogy, a wolf in sheep's clothing. They dress up like a sheep. They try to act like a sheep. They try to behave like a sheep. But in actuality, they are a predator. They are a vicious wolf, and they're up to no good. And that's the way it is with these false prophets that Jesus tells us about. Now, we started looking at the warnings, the alerts that are given in the Old Testament. And on Friday, I gave you about a half a dozen of those, and I want to pick right up in uh, the book of Jeremiah and give you some more of that today. We're talking about the alerts that we find in the Old Testament in regard to false prophets. In chapter 28 of Jeremiah and verse 15, the Bible says, Then said the prophet Jeremiah unto Hananiah the prophet, Hear now, Hananiah, 
The Lord hath not sent thee, but thou makest this people to trust in a lie. So here's somebody named Hananiah who is claiming to be a prophet, who is identified as a prophet, bearing that name, that title, that distinction. And yet Jeremiah, the man who was known as the weeping prophet, the man who had a heart and, I mean, a compassionate burden for his nation, he faced off with this false prophet and he said to him, the Lord has not sent you. You make this people to trust in a lie. So this guy is promoting, he is preaching, proclaiming things that are not true. He's giving out false information and giving people maybe what they want to hear, but not what they need to hear. And Jeremiah, the man of God, stands up to him and literally labels him as what he is, somebody that has not heard from the Lord, who's not been sent of the Lord, and he is leading people down a trail to destruction because he is leading them to hear a lie, to believe a lie, to trust in that lie. Sad, sad that it is. That's Jeremiah 28, 15. You get into the next chapter, verse 9 of chapter 29 of Jeremiah, and he mentions something like this. For they prophesy falsely unto you in my name. I have not sent them, saith the Lord. I'm telling you, it is a sad spectacle when someone who is a wolf in sheep's clothing and they stand up, they come to the microphone, they occupy the pulpit, they are really maybe on radio, they're on television, they're standing in a church somewhere, but they're coming up and they profess that they are there in God's name. But in truth, the fact is the Lord has not sent them. He has not given them license nor liberty. He has not given them any authority because they are there on their own doing what they want to do without regard for whatever the Lord might have for them to do. Right after the book of Jeremiah, there is another book in the Bible called Lamentations. If you look at Lamentations chapter 2 and verse 14, we have another Old Testament alert. This one says, Thy prophets have seen vain and foolish things for thee. They have not discovered thine iniquity to turn away thy captivity, but have seen for thee false burdens and causes of banishment. Now let me just run that by you again in my own words. These prophets, so-called, these are not good prophets, they're false prophets. They have seen things, they say, but these are not good things at all. They're foolish things that they're going to advocate. And in the process, they have forgotten to identify sin. They have forgotten to say to the people, you're sinners. They've forgotten to tell people that certain things are sin, or maybe they've just shied away from that, even if they know it. And he said, you have not told the people that this iniquity is going to lead to captivity. It always is a very unpleasant thing that happens whenever a person gets into sin, decides they're going to walk away from the Lord, just get into a foolish, ungodly, wicked lifestyle. There's always bondage that comes with that. I mean, all kinds of things that you never expect. Sin will always take you further than you want it to go, and it will do things to you that you just could never imagine. And he said, as a result, they've laid false burdens on you and the causes of banishment. I mean, just, just, I mean, these are all kinds of consequential things that come with the false prophets. In Lamentations, one more passage, chapter 4 and verse 13, talks about the sins of the prophets, the iniquities of her priest, and how they have shed the blood of the just. Now, 
These are people that are not just phony in terms of standing up and advocating something, but they're wicked at heart. They're doing wicked things. He talks about the sins of the prophets and the iniquities of the priest and how they have shed the blood of the just. They have taken advantage of good, decent, honest, God-fearing people, even to the point of killing them in order to achieve their ends. Let's look at another verse here in Ezekiel chapter 13. The Bible says that God gives instruction to Ezekiel, and he says to him, Son of man, prophesy against the prophets of Israel that prophesy, and say thou unto them that prophesy out of their own hearts, hear ye the word of the Lord. So here, Ezekiel, another one of God's good men, the Lord tells him that he is to face up to these phony prophets of Israel. They're talking about things and telling the people of Israel things out of their heart. It's not the heart of God that they're getting, but it's the heart of these human beings. And he says they prophesy out of their own hearts, and you need to be telling them the word of the Lord. Further in Ezekiel chapter 22 and verse 25, the Bible says there is a conspiracy of her prophets in the midst thereof, like a roaring lion ravening the prey. They have devoured souls. They have taken the treasure and precious things. They have made her many widows in the midst thereof. So this conspiracy of the prophets in the midst, I'm talking about in the population among the people, he says these prophets have come in like a roaring lion and they are treating the people as though they are a prey. It is something that they intend to do to devour them. In fact, that term where it says devoured souls, they have devoured souls. Listen, when false prophets get their way, when false prophets preach a false gospel, when they preach false doctrine, they are devouring souls. You say, why is that? Because they are taking people down a trail that only leads to hell. It'll never get them to heaven. You can't get to heaven with a false gospel. You take a road map and you say, oh, I'll just take any old road and it'll get me where I want to go. Well, let's see how that works out. You get back to me in a while. We'll just see how that works out. If you're going to just take any old road and see how that works, it doesn't work in real life. It doesn't work in your spiritual life. It doesn't work in any way. And these prophets thinking they could just preach whatever and get their way, get to do what they want to do, and it just does not work. It literally creates destruction for the people to whom they minister. Look at this one in Hosea chapter 9 and verse 7. The days of visitation are come. Talking about God's visitation. The days of recompense are come. Yes, there is a payday coming. Whenever we get off the track, whenever sin abounds, there is a payday coming. And Israel shall know it. The prophet is a fool, the spiritual man is mad for the multitude of thine iniquity and the great hatred. Listen, this passage in the Old Testament, Hosea 9-7, tells us that God will visit, God will recompense, God will do that which will cause the nation to know and understand that God is not pleased. God is going to deal with this wickedness, and he says these prophets look like the fools that they are, and even some professing to be spiritual, he says, really, they're just mad. They are mad men. They are not doing what they should, and it just really leads to chaos. Here's one more that we'll look at today. This is in Micah chapter 3 and verse 5. He says, Thus saith the Lord concerning the prophets that make my people err, that bite with their teeth and cry peace, 
and he that putteth not their mouths, they even prepare war against him. Talking about against God. So the Lord says, concerning the prophets that make my people err, he's talking directly to these false prophets and saying, you're taking people where they should not be going. You're telling them lies, and those lies do not serve you. They do not serve them. They do not serve me. They do not serve anyone well, and it leads to great, great catastrophic error. So, dear friends, I'm just walking through. On Friday, we did some of this, and now again, all of these Old Testament warnings. Now, tomorrow, the Lord willing, I'm going to walk you through some New Testament warnings that the Lord gives about these false messengers. And I'm telling you, it is important that we understand this. It may not be popular. It may not be something that we want to hear or something we think we ought to be digging into, but it's in the Bible. It is in the Bible. And when it's in the Bible, you and I ought to pay attention. And whenever we find somebody off the trail, not doing as they ought to do, preaching a false gospel, preaching false doctrine, giving out things that do not represent the Lord at all, we simply need to be able to identify that and back away from it and not let it take hold with us and with our family. These are precious, precious truths, and it's not something that you hear a lot about, but it's in the Bible, and you and I ought not to shun it. We ought not to ignore it. Now, I back up to where Jesus said here in this Sermon on the Mount, his most famous sermon. He said, beware. That's an alert. That's like saying, take note here. Don't overlook this. Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. He's talking about them masking up to do their deadly damage. And I think we need to understand that that is not what we need. Well, dear friends, thank you for being along today. We look forward to being here all week, five days this week, and I trust you'll join us every day that you possibly can. Write me a note. Let me know that you hear the broadcast. Write to me, Dr. Shelton Smith, at P.O. Box 1099, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37133, and the email address is radio at swordofthelord.com. And let me say, too, check us out at our website at swordofthelord.com. Lots of good things there for you to look at and to enjoy, and I trust that you will do so soon. In the meantime, let's get back together here again tomorrow. And until then, God bless you. Have a good rest of the day, and goodbye for now. Mm -hmm.